first impression was like, what am I doing? Like, am I ready for this? And then the next thought was, even if I'm not ready, like, this is it. You're listening to an American Red Cross in Greater New York podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael DeVolpeer, Communications Officer for the American Red Cross in Greater New York. In today's episode, I'll be sharing a bit of my conversation with American Red Cross Information Technology Specialist Andy Lee. In addition to his work supporting IT here in Greater New York and across the country, often during large-scale disasters, Andy is also a member of the International Disaster Response Delegate Team. This is a highly specialized and highly select group of individuals within the American Red Cross who deploy internationally to large-scale emergencies. Andy's specialty within this group is information technology and telecom. Andy recently deployed to Mozambique following Tropical Storm Idai, where he provided IT support to a field hospital set up by the Canadian Red Cross. Andy joined the American Red Cross about 10 years ago, first as an AmeriCorps member. Then, after stints as a disaster responder and as an emergency communications representative, Andy found his long-term home in our IT department here at the Red Cross. We started off our conversation by talking about some of Andy's experiences responding to disasters here in New York and across the country. Is there a particular response in your early days at the Red Cross that um, sticks out to you? I remember going to this this fire in Harlem with uh, one of our more senior uh, responders, and it was it was a really big event. It was the middle of the night. Um, I think it was probably maybe three or four a.m. And the whole building was affected, or major damage. And I remember, like, it was just the two of us. We were thinking, how are we gonna, are we gonna work with all these clients and do our damage assessments and give them the assistance they need? And we came up with this system where one of us would go through the building with a radio and uh, check the check, uh, do our damage assessment for each apartment, and we'd radio down to the van, and the other person would do the data entry. And we were able to quickly kind of knock out the whole, apart- whole apartment complex. And then we were able to call a bus, get these people, um, get the clients shuttled to the office for a follow-up with casework. And I don't know, I just, we were able to do a lot with just two people. And so that one kind of stuck with me. It, Can you talk it, about some of, your, some of your deployments outside of New York um, domestically? Well, the most recent one I went to was in Saipan in uh, December, and that was a tropical cyclone U2. Um, it actually hit the islands of Saipan and Tinian. Um, I was actually just coming off a training in New Zealand, so I went from New Zealand to Hawaii to Saipan. And when I got there, uh, we were in the process of um, <clears throat> figuring out how to give financial assistance to the, the, the population in Saipan. And so what we ended up doing was uh, well, the government kind of ha- handled the sheltering and the feeding component, so Red Cross was more f- more um, focused on financial assistance. We had been to Saipan before in 2015, and what we learned was we, when we set up a service center for clients to come in and meet with a caseworker and kind of you know prove their identity and get uh, financial assistance, there's a, a huge line that would form. It would form like two miles long, and it was it wasn't good because it was it was hot. Um, they were elderly, they were young children. It was uh, kind of like in the middle of the highway, too, so there's a lot of traffic. So what we did this time around was we, we decided to do uh, this rotating 
service center strategy. So every two, three days, we'd be in a different spot on the island just to make sure we would hit um, all the, the vulnerable population. And so we started out in one specific area, and then we'd just rotate around the island. And I had a big part of that as, a, as an IT staff because we had to kind of set up the service center with computers, with connectivity, and then we'd break down, move on to another spot, um, and just make sure all the caseworkers, all the the damage assessment people were able to get up and running and work. So. so during his time at the American Red Cross, Andy has acquired quite a bit of field experience providing IT support during complex domestic emergencies. He's also developed an interest in the larger global Red Cross mission, and he learned about an opportunity to deploy internationally in an IT capacity. So at the recommendation of a Red Cross colleague that he had met out in the field, he applied to become a delegate with an IT focus. Um, For your information, other areas of focus for these delegates could be relief, cash transfer, GIS, and info management. So he applied, he was accepted, he was invited to an initial training in Washington, D.C., and then two subsequent trainings in the U.S. Southwest and in New Zealand. Shortly after his training in New Zealand, a massive tropical cyclone hit the coast of Mozambique. So the rest of our conversation here focused on him getting selected and invited to deploy and some of the work that he did on the ground. As you'll see, he's quite humble. So let's just fast forward to March of this year, and the tropical cyclone Idai hit in Mozambique. When the cyclone hit, did you did you think to yourself when you saw the news stories about the about the disaster unfolding? Did you think to yourself, "Oh, this might be my my opportunity. Maybe I'm I might just get called to this disaster." Well, I guess honestly, I didn't think I didn't think that was a possibility. Why not? Because there were just so many more experienced. Uh, responders on the roster and I was just a, like a first time delegate and uh, so what what went through your mind yeah. when you when you learned about the the cyclone hitting well when it first hit like I was reading the stories and it was it sounded really you know really terrible and I was reading more about Mozambique being like you know one of the poorest countries in the world and 1.5 million people affected I think I wanted I wanted American Cross to be involved, but I wasn't sure how. And I guess the way we become involved is also very uh, what's the word? It's not clear cut because of the way the Federation works. Like they have to assess what's needed, and then if basically they assess the the capacity of the local society, and then they request specific um, you know ERUs to assist. And then countries that have that particular uh, resource will then raise their hands and then submit um, their eligibility. And then people are people or teams are selected. So I didn't know if we were going to be involved. But you also uh, didn't think if we were involved, you didn't think that you'd be called. No, I didn't think so. So how did you get the call? How did you find out? How did you get in, invited to deploy? Uh, so what happened was. I found out that our program manager did submit my name and along with the, another person's for uh, to be an ITT delegate uh, for for the the response, and so I got really excited. And I was getting prepared that, for the the possibility, and what ended up happening was uh, they didn't select me; they selected someone else. They selected the other person, 
And this person obviously was a better fit. He spoke Portuguese and he was a very seasoned uh, responder. And so when he was getting ready to go, I actually went down to DC to help him prep. Because um, ERU isn't just personnel, but also equipment. So we had to get equipment ready, uh, make sure he, you know, he had things squared away. So I went down to help him prep. And while I was there, I found out that um, the Canadian Red Cross was actually sending a field hospital and they needed IT support. And they had reached out to, to American Red Cross. And from there, um, we worked out a partnership with the Canadian Red Cross. And I went as, a, as an ITT delegate seconded to Canadian Red Cross. Wow. So you were training on that weekend. When did you actually take off for Mozambique? I was in DC Friday to help uh, my teammate prep. And then Friday night, I went back to New York. And then Sunday morning, I think, what day was it? I think it was the 25th or 26th of March. Sunday morning, I was on my way to DC to, to get the gear, uh, the VSAT that we had to bring. And then Sunday night, I was in Ottawa to, to, to get briefed to go with the Canadian Red Cross. And so Monday, Monday evening was when I flew, flew for Mozambique. So what was your first impression when you landed? First impression was like, what am I doing? Like, am I ready for this? And then the next thought was, even if I'm not ready, like, this is it. And so I was just, I was just going over like all the information that I had. Um, we had really thorough briefings, so even if um, if you're not if you're not ready, they prepare you to go. And that's the American Red Cross and Canadian Red Cross. And I was going over, uh, you know, some of the the, the training slides. Trying to get as much information as I can. I guess I feel like just I like to be as prepared as possible. And so I was just reading on the plane, reading at the airport. What was your specific role in Mozambique? My particular role was, uh, I felt like it was kind of unique. So there's two locations uh, that I was supporting. One was the, uh, the field hospital. And the field hospital was actually like on the grounds of an actual hospital that actually had cyclone damage. And then there was the, the accommodation slash uh, basically office space for like the admins and other people to work. And so when I got there, yeah, the priority was to get internet connectivity. And so, I, so we, we set up the VSAT, but unfortunately we couldn't get it to work. And we had everything kind of programmed correctly and even called in support. Uh, it, just, it just didn't work. The next step was we, I set up a, a, a network using cellular connectivity. And so we, we had researched the different um, cell providers in that area. And you know, I had to go to the local shops and kind of figure out what was the best option. And so we, the entire time that I was there, we ran off a cellular network. And so from my understanding, we opened the call treatment center around April 4th. Um, we treated about like 220 uh, cholera cases. And then after I left, um, we actually started uh, a malaria treatment center and treated about 60 malaria patients. But then I guess the total population of uh, patients, I think was about five or 6,000 that we that we provide assistance to. And the uh, the plan initially was to, to go there um, you know, assist the, assist the hospital, but then uh, slowly try to 
uh, repair the hospital and uh, fix their, uh, you know, fix their infrastructure. So they'd be uh, able to work again on their own. Was there uh, an encounter, someone you met uh, at the hospital or while you were in Mozambique that stuck with you or sharing? Uh, so my particular, I guess, field, I was, I was mainly between the hospital and the, the accommodation. So I didn't actually see many like patients or, or hospital staff because I was kind of like in my own little, little department. But I was, I interact a lot with the, the visiting staff and just, just everyone that I met was just awesome. Like, uh. It was mostly Canadian, Finnish, just really experienced people. Uh, they spoke multiple languages. Um, that very experienced, been to many different disasters. It's just I just liked being around that group. I learned a lot from them. How was this deployment different from other deployments that you've done and had in the United States? Well, I thought I felt like everything was like much harder than it needed to be, just because of the that particular environment. So, so we were in a small village, village town, and so we couldn't get a lot of resources. So, so if they say we needed a printer or toner cartridge, we had to go back to Beira to purchase it. So it was like a, a three hour drive just to get, you know, toner. So what did you take away from this experience? I think the most important takeaway is just don't, don't be afraid to ask for help and you're not alone on these, on these things. So even if it's like a really austere environment and you're like, I was basically the only staff for IT in that area, we still had a, like a support network. And so we had, we had like a WhatsApp group that I could reach out to. There was a, my, my colleague who actually went to, to Beira for ITT, he was in Beira, he was about a hundred kilometers away. Um, I could reach out to him for help. Uh, there's, there's always a way to make it work. What do you think people would find most surprising uh, about IT work in a disaster context? When you're out in the field and you're working on something, it's not always a technical solution. It's, it's being able to communicate what the issue is and what you're doing to, to solve the issue or manage expectations. So a lot of things aren't resolved technically. Like, it's just resolved by communicating and developing that relationship with whoever you're working with. How are you able to excel in such complex, difficult environments? For me, like I, I don't I still don't feel like I'm I'm like a particularly like talented delegate or, or that, you know, I'm super capable. I think there's always like things I need to work on and get better at. I feel I just feel like I'm lucky to be in this position. I don't know like I, any, any I would particular. say that you've earned it, though. I mean, they don't ask, they don't ask anybody or everybody to um, travel across the globe with the with the Canadian Red Cross to help staff a, a field hospital um, after a major disaster. Like, I, I've deployed to uh, you know probably about ten or fifteen different disasters, and some of them have been really challenging. Red Cross gave me a lot of opportunities to go out and and just see different communities and be exposed to different cultures. It gives me perspective and kind of, I guess you kind of, you grow from seeing, from, from experiencing these things, at least I did. 
Did you want to do more deployments? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you joined the Red Cross for that opportunity. There's something really special about it. Big thanks again to Andy Lee for taking the time to talk to us. Andy, you're doing incredible work. To all our listeners, thank you. To learn more about what we do as an organization locally, nationally, internationally, visit redcross.org. This episode was produced by Chi Kong Liu and edited by Jack Cunningham. Special thanks to Michael Freiberg and Connor Lennon for their support. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next episode. 